I'm really excited to announce our very first sponsor of Exponentially Empowered, which is the Drom dating app. I know the founder of this product personally. He is all about growth mindset and our message on this show to build a beautiful new world. And this app can contribute to that because most dating apps suck. They're basically fast food face swiping apps. It's not based on the inner world. It's not based on core values. And Drom changes all that where you can create deal breakers such as growth mindset or political philosophy or religion or how to raise children, any core values. You can match with someone anywhere in the world, not just in your geographic location, anywhere in the world in order to connect with someone with your core values. So what if you could say, only show me people with a growth mindset who want kids and want to unschool them. That sounds phenomenal. And the other thing is, it's only video-based. There's no pictures. There's no texts. It's only video profiles and video chats. So this is more human and reduces disappointment when you do meet in real life. Drom lets you design your perfect match. There are no experts in match percentages. You pick exactly what you want and you only get those matches. If you don't find a deal breaker or a deal maker that's important to you, you can add your own and everybody sees it once it's approved. Drom is totally free. It's on Apple and Android phones and tablets. If you want to install the app, go to drum.date slash empowered. Click the Apple or Android button. Use the invite code empowered to sign up. That's D-R-O-M dot D-A-T-E slash empowered. Use the invite code empowered. Get signed up, design, and create your perfect match. Hey, everyone. It's Joel, Exponentially Empowered Podcast, episode 61. 61. Once upon a time, that was the home run record. In Major League Baseball, Roger Maris hit 61 home runs, and that was the record. And then Mark McGuire came around in 1998. I digress. Just wanted to add a dose of fun playfulness in there. Hope you're doing well. Nobody is evil. Nobody is bad. If humans are to evolve to a higher stage of consciousness, if humans are to create a world of harmony, then it behooves us to let go of the concept of pointing fingers and calling people wrong, bad, and evil. Now, the needs behind these names are valid. People, when they identify this person is evil, are seeking to get a need met for peace, for justice, for honesty, for respect, etc. By identifying the problem, this person is evil. This person did the wrong thing. We can have empathy and understanding for the person who is doing the moralistic judgment. Because 
all actions are seeking to get needs met. However, how can we move beyond right doing and wrong doing and become curious giraffe ear wearing humans? So giraffe ears is a reference in nonviolent communication to the idea of seeing all words, all actions as seeking to get needs met and not taking things personally, basically having a compassionate lens through which you interpret people's words and actions and getting curious about what is it that's alive in this person? What is it that's motivating this person? What's underneath the words, not taking the words or the behaviors on face value, but being curious about what's motivating that person. Now you still give people responsibility for their actions, but you're curious and you're open. You're wondering, you're compassionate. You're wondering about what it is that is underneath this person's actions. So if humans are to evolve and create a harmonious, peaceful world, how can we be in that state, be in that compassionate state? Simultaneously be honest that others are not meeting needs. They're sacrificing needs. They're hurting other people. They are engaging in murder. They are engaging in coercion. They are engaging in manipulation. We can be honest about what's happening while being curious about what is motivating that person. Rather than pointing at a mass shooter and saying, evil, 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 a senseless act of violence. No, 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 no. Senseless act of violence. Is it really senseless or has our curiosity stopped? When we turn on curiosity to the highest level, then we can make sense of what is happening. This human who was once an innocent infant who was born into this world. This human is seeking to get needs met and by murdering people in a massive way. What needs are behind that? Can we ask the question while recognizing how tragic the murdering is? Probably that person's feeling deep down, devastated, disconnected, alienated, terrified, enraged, furious, frustrated, seeking connection, seeking visibility, seeking empathy, seeking to be heard, seeking efficacy to matter. Now we can get curious and ask this person perhaps had a very challenging childhood and actually strike the root of the matter. So whether it's 
mass shooter, murderer, war criminals, governments making mandates, or the global elite making rules. Well, what does that even mean? Even government, global elite, what are these terms? It's just a shortcut. All you have in reality are individual sovereign human beings who put their pants on in the morning, right? What's motivating each of those individual human beings? Is each of those people perhaps disassociated from their own trauma? Because someone who is integrated and whole and high self-esteeming, would he or she truly want to coerce other people? Would he or she truly want to hurt, to dominate, to suppress, to demand. No, this mechanism is simply the projection, the tragic projection of unmet needs. Where as a child, this person was suppressed, coerced, hurt. Their choice was not respected. Their autonomy, their freedom was not respected. They did not receive compassion, unconditional love. And that child self within, within that person has been exiled away, has been suppressed, has been disassociated from. Yet the needs are still there. So the person, as an adult, disassociated, turns to these means of demanding, of disrespect, of domination, of force. Humans were not designed to rule over each other. This is the evolution we seek. Yeah? Just picture that. A world without war. A world without rulers. A world without force. But rather, a world with peace, cooperation, collaboration, honesty, trust. You say that I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Let us dream, ladies and gentlemen. Let us dream. And let us be concrete about what it takes to achieve the dream. It is to experience and view, interact with the world in a compassionate lens of giraffe ears. And the giraffe ears can go two ways. They can go out to others and into oneself. To let go of moralistic judgment and blaming and shaming and criticizing oneself. Telling you you did something bad or wrong. The shame and the guilt kick in. If you never want to feel shame or guilt, then let go of right doing and wrong doing. Good versus bad. That's the root that's underneath all of the shame and the guilt. Shame is, I'm a bad person. Guilt is, I did a bad thing. But when you remove right doing versus wrong doing, you get curious about what are the true needs underneath the behavior. Then you can have and hold experience, acceptance, and compassion. So you can turn those giraffe ears inward. And that's the first step, right? Because if you're continually criticizing yourself... in this framework of right versus wrong, then you're going to project that onto others. 
So the most enriching and ideal way to bring about the world we seek is to cultivate this self-connection, the self-compassion, the self-acceptance, it's curiosity. This is a framework of living that can cultivate the language of love as Marshall Rosenberg calls it. The founder of nonviolent communication, also known as compassionate communication, this flowing energy of love, the language of love and life, life enriching versus life alienating communication. And so this is how we grow up. This is the water in which we swim. The moralistic judgments, the pointing fingers everywhere. And to raise consciousness in this manner is key to ask questions about, is this the optimal way to view the world and elevate oneself to the draft year stage, the stage and state. So you can do this right now today. And that can ripple into the future to take responsibility of one's lens and to continue to grow into the higher stage of consciousness. This is the path for humans to evolve and to create a world without violence, without coercion, without war, but rather with cooperation, collaboration, peace, trust. It's only going to happen when individual people do it. It, re it returns to our sphere of control. So can you catch yourself when you are otherizing? As, as Marshall says, looking at others through the lens of enemy imagery. Enemy imagery. This person is to blame. This person is bad. This person is the enemy. Right? And this is so common in the overall world of free-thinking people who are looking at the political climate and saying all these politicians are the problem. And they're evil. Well, we can be honest about what the politicians are doing when they wake up in the morning and also be curious and compassionate. For those politicians are human beings who were hurt as children who went through 15,000 hours of compulsory school, who were likely hit by their mothers when they were one-year-old kids. I mean, it's a high percentage of mothers who are hitting their kids. The punishment framework, the compulsion, the lack of choice. Hitler himself, enormously challenging childhood. Was he nourished? Was he accepted for who he was? Was he allowed to cry? Was he held and loved unconditionally? No. No. This is why... 
I don't really think there's such thing as a psychopath who was born that way. Because if a psychopath somehow were born and then immediately brought to unconditionally loving family to be raised, then would that person really become a psychopath? Really? I don't think it's genetic. Strictly. So we can be curious about the roots of violence in this world. Alice Miller wrote a book, For Your Own Good, Hidden Cruelty in Child Rearing and the Roots of Violence. She details Hitler's childhood in an entire section of the book to make this case. Again, we're not condoning anyone's actions. We're seeking to zoom out and find the root of the hurt in this world. I'm not sure we can achieve the higher level of harmonious consciousness without doing that. So start with yourself. Accept where you are. Accept the parts of you that have been pointing fingers, perhaps. And not judge the judgment, right? Not judge those inner critics for being in the right versus wrong paradigm. Accepting that is the first step, perhaps. Beginning to transform and unfold into the new paradigm. And from there, we can build one block at a time and create a world that's more wonderful, that's more flowing, that's in touch with the true nature of life. You know, anyone who's done psilocybin mushrooms can understand this sense of flowing love. It's very much in line with nonviolent communication. That's what we could live in all the time. But it starts with turning over one stone at a time and seeing the ripple effects of that. And who knows? You say that I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Let's transform. Take care. Talk to you next week. Love you.